Welcome to Murder Minute. On today's episode, Angelina Napolitano. But first, your true crime headlines. A St. Louis man will receive a new trial in a 2016 shooting death because a judge did not tell jurors that they could consider whether the shooting was self-defense. 28-year-old Christopher Endicott was serving a 25-year sentence for second-degree murder in the death of 37-year-old Jarrett Green outside a bar in St. Louis. Endicott claimed self-defense because Green had an unloaded pistol and had racked it shortly before the shooting. Green was shot at least 10 times. Six of those shots were in the back after he had fallen to the pavement. Endicott's first trial ended in a hung jury. He was convicted at a second trial. The Missouri Court of Appeals for the Eastern District reversed Endicott's conviction last week, finding that Circuit Judge Jason Sangheiser should have given the jury instructions to consider whether Endicott acted in self-defense to help a friend. Endicott was released from jail Friday after his bond was reduced to $50,000, which was paid for by a relative. He is now on house arrest. An Ohio man was arraigned Sunday in the 2017 slaying of a 27-year-old suburban Detroit woman who was bound with Christmas lights and shot to death. 34-year-old Timothy Eugene Moore of Toledo, Ohio, was arraigned on one count of homicide in the 34th District Court in Romulus, Michigan, and has been denied bond. Moore has a long criminal record in Michigan. His crimes include drug dealing, gun crimes, and breaking and entering. Moore and a second person who has not yet been named were arrested last week in the killing of Egypt Covington, a musician, singer, and account manager for a beer distributor. Covington was found dead in her home in Van Buren Township. Her body was found in her living room. Her hands were bound with Christmas lights, and she was shot in the head. Her body was found by her boyfriend. Egypt Covington's father, 71-year-old Chuck Covington, said that the news of the arrests brought some consolation, saying, quote, at least there's a beginning for closure for all of us. In 2017, Arbor Brewing created a beer, a girl named Egypt, to honor Covington. A New Jersey man has been charged with vehicular homicide in a hit-and-run that left an Ohio man dead. 30-year-old Jarrell Patterson struck 43-year-old Ray Horace as Horace exited his parked vehicle in Newark on Saturday. According to authorities, Patterson kept driving and was eventually stopped by Hillside Police. Patterson was charged with leaving the scene of an accident and endangering an injured person. He is being held at the Essex County Correctional Facility, pending a court appearance. Those are your true crime headlines. Up next, Angelina Napolitano. But first, a quick break. These days, I'm eating at home for almost every meal. And I don't have a lot of time for grocery shopping, meal planning, and cooking. But I still want high quality meals at home. 
That's why I decided to try HelloFresh. HelloFresh lets me skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning so that I can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes. They deliver fresh, high-quality pre-portioned ingredients with over 90% of ingredients sourced directly from growers to ensure peak flavor and ripeness. I'm no cook, but these recipes are easy to follow with simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way. You can't mess this up. And there's something for everyone, including 20-minute meals, low-calorie, family-friendly recipes, and if you're like me, vegetarian options. I recommend the black bean and poblano flautas. With HelloFresh, I get chef-crafted, delicious options every week to help me break out of my recipe rut, try new things, and make every night at home feel special. HelloFresh offers convenient no-contact delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking. Plus, HelloFresh is the first global carbon-neutral meal kit company. By skipping the grocery store and using HelloFresh, you're reducing your food waste by at least 25%. And it's a great value. You'll save 40% when you use HelloFresh versus shopping at the store. So with HelloFresh, you're unburdening the planet and your wallet. Get America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MurderMinute90 and use code MurderMinute90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's $90 off, including free shipping, when you go to HelloFresh.com slash MurderMinute90 and use code MurderMinute90. These days, there are lots of reasons to lose sleep. A global pandemic, an election, And of course, murder. But there's one thing that shouldn't be causing you to lose sleep. Your mattress. Many of us are spending a lot more time in bed these days. So if you're sleeping on some saggy old mite-filled mattress, give yourself an upgrade. Get a Helix. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Everybody's unique, and Helix knows that, so they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattresses great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. I always sleep hot. And even a Helix Plus mattress for you plus-size folks. And if you're a couple, just take the quiz together, and the quiz will match you to the best compromise for you both. I took the Helix quiz and was matched with the Dusk because I wanted a medium firmness for my back pain, not too hard and not too soft. And I tossed and turned all night. The Dusk's body contouring reacts to my shape and takes all the pressure off so that I don't wake up needing a chiropractor. This is the best mattress I have ever slept on. When you finish your quiz and order your mattress, your new Helix bed will be delivered directly to your door within 10 business days. Never go to the mattress store again. Get the mattress that was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Go to helixsleep.com slash murderminute 
take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. With their 10-year warranty, you'll get to try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. But you'll love it. For Murder Minute listeners, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash murderminute. That's H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash murderminute. I'm always looking for the best clean nutrition to help me stay healthy, active, and feeling my best. But it can be challenging to stick to good habits in 2020. That's why I'm so happy that I found Orgain. Orgain has all kinds of organic products to fit your active lifestyle and keep you moving. Like nutrition shakes, protein powders, meal powders, and bars, all full of organic vitamins and minerals that taste delicious and provide maximum nutrition. This is a game changer. I've been using Orgain's collagen peptide powder to keep my hair, skin, and nails youthful and healthy. Because there's one thing that Orgain and I agree on, and that's that neither of us will ever use fillers. Orgain promises never to use artificial ingredients, preservatives, or GMOs. No fake stuff here. Just good, clean nutrition. Plus, Orgain ships right to your door. And you can set up recurring deliveries to get your favorite products delivered for free. Thanks to Orgain, I finally found the best clean products to help keep me healthy and maximize my nutrition. And right now, you can save 20% off your first order. Plus, when you subscribe, you can save even more. Go to tryorgain.com minute 50. That's T-R-Y-O-R-G-A-I-N dot com slash minute five zero for 20% off your first order, plus extra savings when you subscribe. That's tryorgain.com slash minute 50. Welcome back to Murder Minute. Angelina Napolitano was born in Italy around 1883 in a small town north of Naples. In around 1898, when she was just 16 years old, she married her husband, Pietro Napolitano. In 1901, the couple immigrated to North America, first to New York City, then in 1907 to Ontario, Canada. Pietro picked up work as a laborer, but he struggled to earn enough money for their growing family. By 1909, the Napolitanos had four children and were living in a four-room apartment in Sault Ste. Marie, where there was a sizable Italian immigrant community. While Angelina and Pietro had reportedly been happy in Italy, after they immigrated to North America, their marriage had deteriorated. Pietro began drinking, became increasingly violent, and started pressuring Angelina to prostitute herself. But Angelina refused. In November of 1910, 
Pietro abandoned Angelina and the children. In order to make ends meet, she took in a boarder, a man who she began having an affair with. Weeks later, Pietro returned. The man fled, and Pietro again demanded that his wife prostitute herself. Angelina again refused. She told him that she no longer wanted him as her husband. Pietro flew into a rage. He pulled out his pocket knife and stabbed Angelina nine times in her arms, her chest, and her face. Angelina was so severely injured that she was hospitalized for three weeks. Pietro was arrested and pleaded guilty to wounding his wife with the intent to maim. Pietro claimed that he was provoked because his wife was having an affair. The judge accepted this defense and Pietro was quickly released with a suspended sentence. Evidently, the judge believed that it was better for the family if their breadwinner could continue to provide for them. According to Angelina, over the next few months, Pietro drank heavily and became more and more violent. He continued his demands that Angelina sell herself. He even started acting as her pimp, sending men to the house while he was at work. But Angelina never let them in. By April 16, 1911, Easter Sunday, Angelina was six months pregnant and tensions were reaching their breaking point. Pietro returned home in the early morning hours after working a long night shift and gave Angelina an ultimatum. He threatened that if she didn't go out and prostitute herself that day, he would beat her. He would throw her out. He would separate her from their children. He would kill her and their unborn child. Pietro told Angelina that he was going to sleep and that she had until he woke to make some money. Angelina couldn't stand it any longer. An hour after her husband went to bed, Angelina took the axe that she used to split wood for the stove, quietly climbed up the stairs, and put it in Pietro's skull. She pulled it out and struck him three more times to make sure that he was dead. Angelina Napolitano returned the axe to the woodshed, went back into the apartment, and cuddled with her youngest child for about an hour. Then she went to her neighbor. I just killed a pig, she confessed. Three weeks later, on May 8, 1911, 28-year-old Angelina Napolitano appeared on trial for the murder of her husband. 
the court appointed Yuria McFadden to argue her case. McFadden and Angelina put forward what would eventually become known as the battered woman defense. Angelina testified in her broken English that she killed her husband to protect her virtue and her children. McFadden argued that Angelina was a victim who feared for her life ever since her husband attacked her with a knife in November. But the judge wouldn't hear it. If anybody injured six months ago could give that as a justification or excuse for slaying a person, said Judge Byron Britton, it would be anarchy complete. Judge Britton told the all-male jury that Pietro was asleep when he was killed and was not an immediate threat to Angelina, who was, quote, at perfect liberty to leave. The trial lasted just three hours. Angelina Napolitano was found guilty of murder. The jury recommended that she be shown mercy, but Judge Britton sentenced her to hang. The execution date was set for August 9, 1911, approximately two to four weeks after the child's expected birth, according to the prison physician's estimation. Angelina would have her baby, and then she would hang. But by the end of May, Angelina Napolitano's story had spread across the United States and Europe, thanks to the women's suffrage movement. A letter from the Toronto Suffrage Association pleaded, quote, for a speedy commutation of the death sentence. They cited her pregnancy and the negative effect that it would have on her children. They argued that her attack on her husband was justified and called on others to come to Angelina's aid. Quote, the association sincerely hopes that all societies and individuals throughout the country who feel that this unfortunate foreign woman should not, owing to the circumstances surrounding her case, suffer the extreme penalty of the law, will in some way make their desire known to the Minister of Justice. And make it known, they did. The Globe wrote, quote, A woman may still be arrested by men, judged by a jury of men, who naturally are much less her peers than the feudal baron was the peer of his serfs, and condemned to death by a male jury and a male judge. This state of things is equivalent to a remnant of barbarism, which ought not to be allowed to survive this generation. The British suffragette journal Common Cause agreed. They condemned the law that had condemned Angelina and the justice system that upheld the sentence as, quote, both bad, for they are exclusively masculine. An American wire service correspondent, Honor D. Fanning, 
interviewed Angelina in prison. Fanning wrote about Angelina knitting baby clothes for her unborn child in a prison cell and tracked down her four children. One of them wrote a letter to his mother, which Fanning published. I hope you will come home to us soon, seven-year-old Michael wrote. Amelia takes good care of us, but we all want you. We are lonesome every night without you. Concerned citizens wrote to newspapers. Petitions began to circulate throughout the U.S., Canada, and Europe. And hundreds of letters poured into the office of the Minister of Justice in Ottawa, asking that Angelina Napolitano's sentence be commuted. The taking of a corrupt life of her wicked husband was not even murder, but a dreadful, loathsome duty, wrote one woman from England. It delivers the race from loathsome ulcers. The world needs such heroines to lift it out of the foul rut in which it lies today. Women's groups, suffragettes, and church organizations even enlisted the help of American politicians. If I have correctly understood the facts, Tennessee Governor Ben W. Hooper said, the woman ought not to be hanged. Over 100,000 people added their names to petitions and letters calling for clemency. An Ohio man even offered to take Angelina's place on the gallows. It would only be fair to Mrs. Napolitano for a man to give his life for her, inasmuch as her life is in peril on account of a man's persecution of her and because men condemned her. Dr. Alexander Alto told the New York Times. I know my old mother would consider that I was honoring her motherhood in dying for Mrs. Napolitano. The local press in Sault Ste. Marie, however, wasn't as merciful. The Sault Daily Star took issue with the amount of support Angelina Napolitano was receiving internationally. Quote, it may surprise the outside world to know that the Saul, knowing the facts of the case and realizing that no Canadian government would allow Mrs. Napolitano to be hanged, takes very little interest in the case. The Saul Daily Star also noted that apparently Angelina wasn't supported by her own community pointing out that none of the local Italians signed any petitions. Mrs. Napolitano is not the angel the American press make her out to be. Of course, a summer campaign to save a worthless woman could hardly be made interesting. So Mrs. Napolitano is painted as a beauty in distress, a virtuous woman who was driven to murder to save herself from becoming a white slave but only by a distortion of the facts can public sympathy be worked up for the woman herself. The Montreal Star was equally critical. Quote, A more thoroughly depraved human being it would be hard to imagine than this 
taciturn, coarse woman, wrote the Star, which said that, quote, too much emphasis had been placed upon the bald fact that she is a woman. We cannot permit women to commit murder with impunity, even if they are about to fulfill woman's highest function. Too much was also made of Angelina's infidelity and her nationality. According to the star, which painted Angelina as a stereotypically hot-headed Italian who, according to them, were, quote, all too ready as it is to use the knife, the pistol, or any other weapon that lies at hand as a means of redressing real or fancied wrongs. It was Pietro who, quote, was the better of the two by great odds, according to the residents of Little Italy, they wrote. After Pietro stabbed Angelina in 1910, the star had reported that, quote, it was evident that the Crown officials looked on Mrs. Napolitano as deserving of all she got. Federal Justice Minister Sir Alan Bristol Aylesworth was stunned. He couldn't understand why Angelina Napolitano's case was of such great international interest. The agitation the newspapers have worked up in this case seems to me about the most uncalled-for thing I have yet seen, he wrote. On July 14, 1911, the government finally gave in. Angelina's sentence was commuted to life in prison. In August of 1911, Angelina gave birth in prison. The baby died within a few weeks. Her four other children were placed in foster homes. On December 30th, 1922, after serving 11 years in Kingston Penitentiary, Angelina Napolitano was released on parole. She died a decade later, on September 4th, 1932. This has been Murder Minute. For true crime, anytime, download the Murder Minute app or follow us on Instagram at Murder Minute.